All right. What is it? Today's Monday. I don't even know what the day it is anymore. <clears throat> Welcome. April 25th, Monday night, 745. Uh, we're back. Just a, just a Dude podcast. Kaz is here fucking burping because he's got gas. I gave it. I gave an Asian dude fucking cheese. Beer. Yeah, and beer. beer. So now, now we're ruined. Yeah, Danny's turning red already. I haven't even done shit. He hasn't even I'm done it. <laughs> it is kind of warm. Yeah, I know. I don't I mean. I don't set the AC, dude. I don't know for me. So me, Travis, the host. I got a bunch of DJs here with me tonight. A lot of really good friends of mine. Um, Connor and Danny were here last time. They're both back. You may know Connor as DJ Houndstooth. If you see him. At Tin Roof on Sundays, that is still what you call him because you don't actually know his real name. So, but I know you guys will, I know you'll say you guys are friends. So, there it is. Uh, go ahead, we'll go around the circle, go around the room, everybody introduce yourself, where they may find you playing. Um, yeah, and what brought you to Nashville? Or give me an icebreaker. What's your biggest fear? Therapy session? Yeah, that's a podcast. It's a podcast. There's two cases of beer and two bottles oh. of tequila. I'm but pretty I'm sure it's like, all the same thing. That's something like, like, like that's you holding over, like you're gonna hold that over me. Like you're like, I know your fears. I can tell you, there's <laughs> kitty cats. That, that's not. That's you say that. Having to play three percent. Exactly. Like I don't, ha- I don't have a, a yeah. I don't have a kitty cat. <laughs> I'll just start playing meows whenever you do that. <laughs> uh, we'll start with Darren, new guy in town. What up, y'all? Um, Dirty Darren. I go by Dirty Darren. Just moved down here to Nashville uh, in November. Um, I play at Whiskey Row, um, famous a lot. Uh, I played some other places, Nudie's, Johnny Cash. Um, I used to play at Dogwood. That doesn't really <laughs> happen anymore. Um, biggest fear, man, I don't know. I'm adult, man, my laptop breaking in the middle of a gig, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, I dude, I dude Owen. They came to Paradise one time. I don't know if y'all know Owen. Young kid? He's not that young. He has like a day job, and he was supposed to play for me one time. Saturday night, he was supposed to close. And I think it was Kevin Stamps. It's like an East Side DJ with Joko shows. Was there for the like the middle set. The, the, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the night that Owen, like we had to, I was calling you like freaking out because we had to like delete his program, re-download his program over. And it, oh, yeah. he like, he couldn't connect to Serato. Yeah. Kevin Stamps stayed and played a nine-hour set. And like booty shorts and a wife beater. I'm pretty sure I saw his penis at least three times. But like, shout out to him because that was a marathon. So yeah, we know people whose computers are. Danny, I think, didn't your computer Michael overheat? A few times. Oh, the rooftop of Paradise. The rooftop is fucking. RIP. RIP. Hopefully, Garth Brooks can put some umbrellas up there. <laughs> Danny. All on my roots. <laughs> yeah. I did a wedding one time in the Belmont Mansion and, my, and I showed up and my computer was just. The OS was not installed. Tight, love that. And like I had to do the the whole thing off Spotify. He played a set at Nudie's last. He played a set at Nudie's last week, completely live. Yeah, the three thousands wouldn't connect. I I needed to update my program. Oh shit, He says I did did the whole thing internal. (laughs) He says nobody knows what's happening, but this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mouse I'm like, dragging. yeah. I'm like, why are you sweating so much? He's like, dude, I'm fucking working out. If I look away, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, pretty much. All right, next, Daniel. Um, Daniel Ian Jones. I uh, go by da- uh, DJ Basketball Jones. Um, I'm at. I do a lot of the hotels. So, um, LA Jackson has been a long time gig. Uh, Virgin Hotel, Soho House. Um, you see me at Kung Fu. I guess I'm, I'm just starting out over there. Um, 
with Rod and those guys. Yeah, my greatest fear. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it in context. I think my stuff not working at a wedding because that's something that somebody's going to remember for the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Why I will not play a wedding. Right? Said I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the one that plays music to the end of your life. I've seen me fuck shit up. I'm not doing that. The only weddings I ever do are for friends. And it's literally the understanding is you have to really like them, dude. Yeah. Yes. They have to understand that I will treat you like my friend. I know it's your wedding and it's your day, but you're bringing me on because I'm your friend. Right. So if you think that you're going to come talk to me like Bridezilla or you think that we're going to have like this thing like, I'm going to pay you, I'm going to be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) We're friends. Yeah. Still not doing it. That's why I charge so much for weddings. I was like, you pay me, not the fuck up. (laughs) Also, where did Basketball Jones come from? Um, I always wanted to ask. I love Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. And, well, my last name Jan- Jones, obviously, but my best friend, who's probably one of the most killing DJ, or I'm sorry, bass players in Nashville, um, we were on a gig back in, I'm a drummer, like, I, I grew up a drummer and music director, so. He's I a famous know. drummer, guys. He does tour. He's legit. I'm turning down tours right now, just to stay home and DJ. You know? Anyways, um, we were on a gig in, back in 2011, and uh, it was right when we first met each other. He asked my last name, and I was like, Jones. And one of the guys in the band was like, basketball. And so it became a joke, but I also love Space Jam. And so when DJing came up and I started doing that, I said, this makes sense. So I yeah. Well, if you guys heard the uh, loud Asian accent, you've already heard cause. <laughs> uh what the fuck? I think we need to come up with First a new DJ name for you. I am the most eloquent motherfucker in this house. Oh, I enunciate everything. Yeah, we just heard it. <laughs> I think it's just because you're 47. First and foremost, Are you 47 now? I'm 47. Good for you, dude. We got to get you a new DJ name. Do what? Geriatric? No, like DJ Benjamin Button, because nobody knows you're 47. Dude, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. No, no, ever. When he had his birthday, this dude like comes to gigs at Paradise and like fucking... Baggy joggers, Air Max 90s, a Gucci fanny pack, and sunglasses. I come as casual as mother... Like, you didn't come to see me. You came to hear me. And then, right. he, and then he plays uh, fucking any type of line dancing song. Oh, The Wobble. And I'm like, cause this is on the Do Not Playlist. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And he never changes this. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay, like, so you'll you be playing again in two hours. I'm right? like, how do I hack into this fucker's computer and just, like, delete these songs? Yeah, you can't. After forty, I gave I like my fucks literally fell off. It's of terrible, me. dude. Right here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the fuck you card, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, all right, introduce yourself, uh, Grandpa. Well, since you already did, I oh, know I couldn't. I'm Cause, and I go by DJ Cause because when you have a fucking dumbass name, you don't need another DJ name. Like I don't need to remember another dumb name. So <laughs> DJ Cause, uh, I've uh, used to be with Tequila Cowboy Group. From since about 2014 till last year, I definitely thought he was gonna say "fuck those people." No, no, I still, I still have mad love for all those guys. Uh, you know, I just sometimes have become very. Uh, I have a really active social media thing where I like to videotape people doing what they do. Dude, and just say what it was. Look, people eating, eat, people eating out on stage is not my responsibility. <laughs> if you don't want to eat someone <laughs> out on top of a speaker. <laughs> He was standing on a speaker. She had her fucking leg up like Captain Morgan's wife. And this dude was just under her I have her not dress. seen this video. The cause sent it to me immediately. I was like, oh shit, that's got to go somewhere. I, I'm just saying that. Then he posted it on the web. All my videos have received 
thousands of views. And I don't have a large following on Instagram. Like I never was just like I'm like a chase of chase people on Instagram, but I'm I'm a, people will take my videos and share them, and I'll be like people like like my Miranda Lambert videos and stuff where they were dancing. They were like international company like CNN. All these random people were like, "Hey, can we use your video for our thing?" I was like, "Yeah, go for it." And I still have 1,200 followers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that didn't work. So yeah, um, so I was with them for a long time. Love them still. We had you know they they suspended me indefinitely because of that, and it's cool. You know they got to do what they got to do. So uh, I am at Hampton Social, and uh, and then. You know, I've got an adult job now because, you know, at 47, I was like, well, let's make, make a, make make a life change. My teeth out. <laughs> so, also, yeah. I just wonder, like, do your videos have more views and shares than a Marissa Sardar video? Yes. Shout out to Marissa. I asked you to come and say and talk tonight, but you didn't want to. So now we're going to talk about I mean, your booty shake. Anything that involves a little bit of TNA, probably. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Have you seen her butt? You know what? I because I don't know who's gonna hear this. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm just saying. I think we can respectfully say that. Respectfully say that. I mean, she's a great DJ. Respectfully, <laughs> I do love her. She's great, a phenomenal person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's funny. She's actually here? funny as fuck. Like, yeah. yeah. She's cool. She sends me some funny things sometimes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next. Uh, Danny DJ Disarray. Um, moved back to the city, Nashville original. Um, yeah, OG Nashville. Yeah. What a loser. <laughs> OG Nashville. Left in 14, came back a year and a half ago. Um, I'm at Tin Roof. Uh, Shouts Connor, plugging me in. Um, just kind of all over the city. Um, and then. Are you okay? Dude, <laughs> Don't ever give a ginger beer. <laughs> God damn, a ginger beer. I remember my first time. Sorry, Kaz, sorry, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for Kaz no, to pop good. it off with his teeth. Oh, I just feel like you were doing. Oh, my fucking that crusty. Oh, um, but you can catch me across the country. I play for uh, 2K League and Overwatch League, so in arena stuff. So, um, what does that even mean? Just like you're at a basketball game or a football game, you have a DJ. Except they're not basketball players. They're playing video games. Yeah, they don't look. They're the opposite of basketball players. Yeah. They're athletes too. Okay. Esports, yeah. Wow. E-sports. How strong are their fingers? Yeah. <laughs> you definitely don't want to get eye poked. <laughs> but that's pray to, new, pray to God they close their fists. Esports is the new wave. I'm luckily I got onto it when I did. I'm jealous. That's all. Um, but yeah, I get blown out to watch people play video games. I do it already. Uh, yeah, super Asian on me, but yeah. See? There's so many things that make sense now. <laughs> See? I never I hang out with Danny all the room. fucking time. I never knew that. What, you did that? I mean, I knew he was Asian. But oh, yeah. I was like. <laughs> did you never look at him? I thought he was a really tan white dude with slanted eyes. Yeah. Always squinting. Sun's always in his eyes. God, always squinting, yeah. Dude, why don't you just wear sunglasses if the sun bothers you so much? Um, okay, man. I'm about to go downstairs and let Chris in. You guys keep talking shit. <laughs> uh, DJ Ray Ray, Ray Matthews. I, I'm a junior, so that's where Ray Ray come from. Uh, Isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. First time I DJed in Nashville, the manager brought me a check and she goes, looks at me and 
real confused and goes, you're Ray Ray? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She goes, I was really expecting a big black guy. <laughs> Thank you. Give me my money. Well, hey, uh, Dogwood every Friday and Sunday. Famous most Saturdays. And then just wherever else. Get in where you fit in. Don't worry, everybody. Chris just walked in with a case of water because we believe in hydration on top of our alcohol intake. Mm-hmm. Also, where are the cup? Where are the cups? Because we got two bottles of tequila. Connor, oh, oh, I really want some tequila. What's up, man? Darren. Oh, okay. Yeah, St. Patty's Day. St. <laughs> Patty's Day. Did you request Miley? <laughs> man. Oh. Miley? Who's playing Miley? We see bachelor parties all the time, right? Spill it, Ray Ray. I've I've told Darren this story and I've told Travis this story. That's a good story, man. (laughs) We deal with how many bachelorette parties do you think you deal with on a regular weekend? Oh, this is the one from just the other day? Yeah, this one from Saturday. Oh, I love this. Two, three hundred a week. I just heard. Easy? I'm the the easiest guy in the world to get along with. He drives an hour to play a gig. He drove an hour to be here tonight. Talk on his laptop. Yeah. What a guy. Uh, I can get along with anybody. I don't care what you do. What you do is you. You want to go sleep with a hooker over there? I'm going to stand over here and wave at you and go, good job, buddy. I don't Cause care. Cause is going to film you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody comes up and asks for a song, I'll do my best to play. If it sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. <laughs> if it's something I was going to play anyway, yeah, give me a little bit and I got you. Bachelorette, come up Saturday night and goes, will you play Dixie Chicks? No. Why not? I didn't even think Dixie Chicks were a thing anymore. Oh, they're, they're, they're the chicks. They're the chicks. Yeah, the chicks. Oh, they changed their name. Yeah, yeah. They got old, so they reinvented themselves. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. They're, they're like Prince without the, with the symbol. Without the yeah. symbol. Okay, I didn't and know she that was a thing. Kept on it, kept on it, kept on it, I'm like, no, I don't play country on the rooftop. Not downtown. Not downtown. Simple point being, if you'll go downstairs, within five blocks, there's forty bars. With some of the best signed and unsigned talent on the planet, right at your feet. Yeah. Go tip them five bucks. You'll have way more fun listening to their version of the song versus the 10 seconds I'm going to play it. Because right. mm-hmm. you're going to hear it, and then all of something else, I'm out. Yeah. It is what it is. It might make it to the chorus. Yeah, no, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> if, you're, if you're super hot. <laughs> yes. if, if I press play at the chorus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, was, that was not a Dixie Chick song. <laughs> there's, some, there's some copyright infringement going on, just so we're all clear. But that's a little, a little we, we yeah. care about. Yeah, I'm like, whatever, yeah. I don't care. If I'm sure playing country bar, a Dixie then, yeah, Chick. country. Whatever, I've done 10 hours in a country bar. Where 80% of what you play every hour has to be country. I'm fine with that. Oh, no problem. Absolutely. 80%, yeah. I yeah, mean, PBR, Cowboy. that's what it is. PBR, yeah. Tequila Cowboy during the day, like, that's... I take it back. That's, Doghouse that's Saloon on Sundays now, apparently. But it's 80% every hour. Two to six time slot for so, I mean, some reason is the thing. It is what it is. Really weird time like, I don't slot. have a Nobody's problem there. doing that, but she kept on it, kept on it, kept on it. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I've been DJing at the same, in the same little box since 5 o'clock that afternoon. I'm done, dude. I'm mad. Aggravated. How much tequila it is. And finally, I was like, leave me alone. I don't know, dude. You're holding out. Danny, you're fucking drinking. You got fucking wasted last night. I don't free pour. I'm a professional. Okay. Oh, with the girl that you went to the Bobby with? There is a few more girls. Hey. Oh, damn. All at the same time? 
I ended up seeing Connor at the end of the night. Okay. Dude, All right, back, back to Ray Ray cussing out some lady. Hold on, guys. Tequila break. Sorry, everybody. So after like 30, 45 minutes of this, I'm like, I'm not playing this shit. Leave me alone. Why are you so angry? Because you're a dumb bitch. <laughs> but but why are you why are you angry? I'm like, because you're a dumb bitch. What else? Duh. Like you wouldn't go to the van downstairs and demand and play right. by fucking Will Smith song. And she kept on and kept on and kept on. I, would, I was like, I you would. know what? Fuck it. Get I'm not mad it. at you. And I do apologize. I feel sorry for your fucking fiance. That's dumb enough to marry Ooh. your stupid ass. Oh, you went off. Ray Ray was upset. The bouncer was standing next to me, buddy of mine. His jaw hit the ground. He's like, I cannot fucking believe you just did that. Yeah. I, dude, I was done. Don't be a dumb bitch. Just don't be an asshole. That's rule number one. Oh, well. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. Anyway, no. Last but not least. Oh, uh, Connor Barnes, DJ House, dude. Uh, the ginger sensation <laughs> that doesn't post any booty pics. That's why you don't have any followers. Uh, play it. Uh, Tin Roof, <clears throat> Whisper a little bit. Uh, just started playing the nudies. Hit the social. When are you going to admit to everyone that your real first name is Hound and your middle name is Tooth? <laughs> it's my government name. We don't talk about that. Damn. <laughs> That's wild. I thought we were friends. <laughs> now we can't talk about it. All right. Well, we're here. Oh, my Chris, fear is what we were talking about earlier, having to be limited to 3% hip hop. Yeah, Connor likes hip hop. But yeah, clean, hip hop. Clean hip hop. Like, uh, yeah, you wouldn't get it. It's fine. It's not K. It's not K pop. It's hip hop. Okay. So, okay, yeah. I was like, if it's not BTS, I don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris is here now. Chris, you can introduce yourself, although you probably won't talk very much. But uh, Chris Roscoe, just. Yeah. Work at the bar back and been around the bar scene for quite a while in multiple states. He's he's literally the title of this uh, podcast, just a dude just hanging out with us. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of wieners in here. I really wish Marissa would have come because that would have made it a bukake. <laughs> <laughs> oh I was thinking more soggy waffles. Damn it, but... the agent just popped out again. <laughs> I was thinking that wouldn't help. I said the only girl in the entire pool. <laughs> Marissa, we all apologize. <laughs> It's not my fault. Yeah. It's DNA. Yeah. It is. I'm, yeah. I was surprised it wasn't worse. Yeah. Sometimes you have. I am not proud of myself. It's okay. Hopefully, your girlfriend didn't listen to this. Well, if she is, I'm sorry, babe. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, we got all the DJs out. I know we had an episode last time. Um, We're missing Cody, DJ Chaos, because he's a dumbass. Apparently, him and Adam Warfield are both athletes. So, professional athletes, basically. Yeah, professional, semi-pro, adult league athletes. Oh, they play kickball. Adam Warfield. <laughs> Adam Adam Warfield is is paying money to play a basketball game right now with a bunch of other old dudes. Yep. I love him. I love him to death, but I've seen him play basketball. That is the opposite of professional. Let <laughs> <laughs> joke around. He said, "I'm a role player in a rec league." <laughs> We love him. Uh, Adam will not be. Well, I will not be posting a solo episode of Adam ever again, because he went like he ramble. talked longer than a three. I you also. How many old fashions do you we think he had before he started that episode? The whole time, all you could hear was his ice clinging on his glass, <laughs> and he's like yelling at Coco for no reason. Like Adam, you're drunk. Coco wants to make sure her dad's okay, and you're just fucking yelling at her. If you want to see him rant for three hours, just tell him Elvis stole black people's music. <laughs> Oh, Adam, oh, Adam, 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 Daniel Jones is coming at you oh, next. No, I, pull, I pull it out all the time. You are on I notice, on notice right now. Oh, he's getting triggered. Now, yeah, now he's just gonna, he's gonna, like, 
he's gonna release his own rebuttal video <laughs> to this. It will not be posted by me, but he yeah, will post but, it. I love you, Adam. I'm like Adam scaling the building right now. He's in the window. How many people actually listen to this shit? Uh, the most I've ever had is like 110 on Okay, that, I just so. want to make sure that the probability of me talking shit about people is low that they're ever going to well, I mean, the people that we're talking shit about are probably going to listen to it. Oh, okay, cool. Fuck you. Because we're going <laughs> 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 to... I want to make sure nobody's going to hear it. Ah, uh, yeah. Right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, fuck uh, If you so can bench me, you can talk shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're... Actually, what do you bench? Let's hear it. Uh, my max? Yeah. 365. I'm not talking about 10 years ago. Um, your max within the last two my, years. Oh, back uh, three fifty. That's not bad. It's yeah. impressive. Good job, buddy. Oh, that's not bad. Taking steroids is a hell of a thing. I mean, I gotta get my PP smaller. True. <laughs> Girls don't like it. Yeah. Kaz is uh, actually trying to change his gender, so he's taking yeah. steroids, hey, so I, that his penis just yeah. turns into a vagina. Kylie's got me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, we got a bunch of DJs around the table tonight. Gonna talk some shit. Danny Connor and I recorded before. We talked a little bit about reading the room, try to like shed some light on you guys. I like being here because, uh, yeah, Danny doesn't really read the room very well. His eyes are always closed, so that's always an issue. <laughs> he hopefully, a, hopefully he's trail. hopefully he's on an elevated surface so he can just look down. Oh my god, that's always the hope. Is that another oh, Asian joke? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know we're together, right? You know what? <laughs> Have you not seen any kung fu movies? Two no. Asians in a room. I can't like. We don't take out fucking twenty people. I can't focus when like the words don't match to the mouths. So I, I never know. watch I any of the Asian kung fu. Now. There we go. Hey. There we go. Yeah. Black. We have black. A black exploitation movie right here. That's yeah. I feel like that's a, another content issue to talk about. Yeah. It's content for another time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Maybe not on Monday. Let's night. just trigger everybody. Yeah. Fuck it. Y'all are worried about y'all's laptops over here. Me and Darren got to put on sunscreen just to play the rooftop. Yeah, man. <laughs> Connor put on sunscreen before he walked in here tonight. I open up the door and he's like standing on the sidewalk rubbing his legs. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Wind damage. Right, <laughs> yeah. Bad, dude, I just like. Get super red peel and go back instant white again. There's yeah, the no, no, some freckles, some freckles that come out. There's no good. in between. There's no, nope, not at all, man. There's nothing I, like, there's nothing like a laminated Casper. No, I can tell you that. <laughs> Just peel the laminate right off, and then we're back at it. Yep. So yeah, we're all around here. We're gonna talk some shit. We're gonna talk a little bit about DJing, where the music scene in Nashville is headed. I don't know if it's headed up or down, or if it's plateauing. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Because I look at it from a business standpoint. And you I think know... it's clicky? Oh, very. Yeah. Uh, very. I, I just wanted to start that. <laughs> no, it's and super, it's super the fire starter. It's <laughs> fucking clicky. Like, what are the, there are so what many are the great talented though? DJs that aren't in the loop because they're not in a, in a group. Or Chris, you can just open the box. I mean, I can attest to that. Like, I would say I'm pretty good. I'm very humble. You are? Yeah, I'm like... I mean... Very humble. I'm not I love I love when people brag about being humble. <laughs> I am humble though. I and he's, I'm the most humble dude ever. I can, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I have earned it. But you know, I can no. Smoke, no, he no, said earnest, <laughs> not you earned it. <laughs> Language barrier. It's, you enunciated too much for him. He didn't get it. Wow. That's what it was. Kaz kind of is teaching the other Asian in the room English now, so that's good. God, I want what white privilege feels like. <laughs> Me too. Right? 
Sounds like a sunburn. Be gentle. Now his hands are going to be red for the night. He's going to DJ. He's going to DJ with elbows. Okay, so Danny, sorry. Back to you. But I do feel like we get shut out because we're not in certain clicks. And luckily, we're all open and we we aren't clicky. Like, we're all friends as, as we should be. Um, but I feel like that's every every growing big city. You've got your agencies will only clubs will only fuck with this agency or this agency or this group, um, whatever. I think it's just it's just we're just getting big, you know. There's a lot of guys, you know. Well, coming, coming from Chicago, it's it's the same, man. It's, yeah, you know. You Who's about have... to be on notice? Oh, spill it. You're trying to start a pot. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for. Also, <clears throat> I'll say no hitting on any agencies like uh, Danny was just talking about. But me as a business manager, like somebody that runs a bar, no offense to them, I will never use you as a booking agency. Not because I don't trust you. Not because I will never like put my ball in someone else's court. I was told by somebody one time, like, oh, I use them so that if somebody doesn't show up, it's not my fault. That's the horse. That's the horse. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. I think think Daniel bailed me out a couple times at Paradise when somebody didn't show up. I think once or twice. (laughs) I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Can you please come? Like, we thought somebody was going to be here. Because when I first started at Paradise, and they had never booked DJs before, and I started booking them, like, the shit was all over the place. And then another one of the managers was, like, on the spreadsheet and copy and pasted some shit. It was all fucked up, and I think I showed up yeah, a couple got, times, and it was like double booked. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Yeah, they got rid of Jerry, Jerry Pentecost. Well, when they were Ooh, use a name and a last name. Oh, that's, he's my homie. That's my homie. Like this is props. This okay, is props. okay. Yeah, Jerry, like, Jerry, 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 yeah, Jerry used to do the booking over there. Oh, did he? Um, and then they. I don't even think I knew Jerry. Once they opened back up, like they downtown decided, Sport, as downtown sporting club. Yes, yeah, so okay. as as paradise. Once okay, they opened back up as paradise. Um. Well, I mean, the sign was downtown sporting club, and then they. Closed and then they opened up the paired. So basically, we were there from day one, downtown sporting club, until they cut the DJ program in November of that same year, 2019. So draft weekend was day one. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. And then November was like the second week in November was like the last. They were just like, we're done with DJs for the time being. Yeah. And then when Paradise Park opened, they were still having conversations with Jerry. And then one day, Jerry's just like, I don't know what's going on. But the guys that he was booking, like me and, and a couple of the guys, were yeah. getting booked. So then that's kind of where they messed up. Who else was there with you then? Like, Austin, who else was getting booked? Okay. It was me. Austin. That's how Austin, uh, DJ Austin. Or, Little Austin? Little yeah. Austin. Yeah. That's how he and I became friends. Okay. Because he would always have to get before me. Shout so out to Austin me. Yarborough. I tried to get you on the episode too, but, but you're too at, fucking famous. Yeah, he's at, yeah, he's on again tonight. Um, who else? Uh, Tillo, DJ Tillo. Okay. Um... That's your boy too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Brady. Brady. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, I Brady's moving the back or what? But he told me. He I think I met him like once or twice. He before. may or may not be moving back. So you, you, Austin, Brady, Jerry, um, Case Bloom. Case um, Bloom was there. Dude, I don't know Case that's, Bloom. That's, at all. That's, a, that's a so. I had a restaurant in two thousand two to two thousand eight in Cummins Station, and I used to host all these Case, all those guys that are like. Have gone on to become adults and do other things, but we, used to, I was, I, I'm not bragging, but I'm saying that I think I was one of the first, if not the first, restaurant in Nashville to utilize Friday, Saturday nights to host DJs. And I had 
even at one time I, I partnered with um, the um, uh, Love Noise guys, and we had Questlove come in and DJ the day the night before they had a show, and so I had the My, entire Roots yeah. and Questlove DJing. Yeah, it was dope. 150 people <clears throat> rocking the fuck out to Questlove. Where was this at? Coming Station. I was there. Were you? I was fucking there that night. Yo, was like, uh, I was fucking there that night. Was, bro, when I heard that question. The, mu- the music like, fan. <laughs> music <laughs> fan in the room. Yeah, I was fucking tight, bro. It was me and like my best friend at the time. We were just people, like, I had, I, I literally had 500 people the next day come up to me and be like, dude, you had Questlove here? And I was like, yeah, I had flyers. I had yeah, everyone know. Yeah. And they were like, well, we just thought it was a DJ named Questlove. And I was like, no, who the why? fuck would have a name Questlove? Oh yeah. That sounds like Nashville. Right. Yeah. That just sounds yeah. like Nashville. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the bachelorette parties in cow print skirts are like, we thought it was a DJ. Yeah. But literally, it was a fucking, it was an epic night. Yeah, it was. It was Like, all the roots was, were at the fucking bar. I still yeah. have friends that are friends with the roots and go to their shows. Like in I saw the, I saw the roots live one time in Philly. I was just there for 4th of July, and they randomly played. This was like six years ago so they were still kind of up there in age yeah they're fucking incredible oh dude you just can't you can't get over it like you can't change the hip-hop game yeah for real yeah, yeah literally i mean i feel like the, i feel like seeing them live is like to, i haven't seen wu-tang live but i feel like it would be similar it's, it's on par absolutely yeah. like i said it was just it wasn't i mean like he was djing right and it was just like the the vibe and the energy like it was if you're then, if you were there then, you understand what old Nashville's like, and it was a completely like you could go out on a Monday night and you saw all your friends. Mm-hmm. You go on a Tuesday night, you saw Twenty Three. Mm-hmm. It could be you know the Boundary, Layla. Yeah, I've always heard all that's these old, places. Uh, yeah. Strategic. Yeah. That's all strategic. That's been in Max OGs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's the first. That was the first. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I I, I believe I'm the first fucking restaurant <clears throat> to have had props. I love that. Fucking because I was like, why are we not? Like, I, first off, I love me. I, I was doing Bar 23. I mean, I was always doing Bar Nashville. I DJ Bar Nashville and Have a Nice Day Cafe back in the late 90s. Oh, shit. I remember those. Yeah. And so I was like, when I opened, when I got to so my restaurant, I was like, dude, why are we not capitalizing on that crowd? Like, why are we closing at 10 o'clock? I got 50 DJs behind me who would, like, come and play for 50 bucks in a fucking bar tab. Yeah. And we just have a... Also, kind of crazy to talk about this concept because Diesel, as most of you guys know, have just has just started Pinky Ring, and he's doing it at Dogwood on Tuesdays, which, you know, good for him. He's got a venue. I love Diesel to death. He's a great DJ. Uh, but, you know, he and I had that conversation where, like, because I tried to do something like this when I was in Jacksonville, where I wanted a bunch of people to come in, play, and just, like, do it for the love, right? Like, do play whatever the fuck you wanted. I saw, like, video, I think, last week. Was it Ben played, like, some, like, he did. He Damn did all metal. Goth metal. Yeah, he like, did all metal. Yeah. So like, just come in, fucking have a good time. But like, when I was in Jacks, people were like, "Oh yeah, but you got to pay us to be here." I'm like, "It's a Monday night. What the fuck else are you gonna do? Like, you're just practicing at this point. I'll give you a, a twenty five dollar bar tab, and you can hang out. Tell three of your friends to come. I'll make my money as a venue off of your three friends, because they're all gonna buy one or two drinks. Then I'll give you a twenty five dollar tab. But you're just coming. You're gonna play for twenty or thirty minutes and then get out. So, like, I love the the concept of Pinky Ring. I think it's cool. I think, you know, hopefully I can go to one someday because right now I'm not allowed in Dogwood for an unknown reason. I'm supposed to be part of Pinky Ring, and I'm also not allowed in Dogwood. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. I, no, wait come on. If I get to talk shit, and we all – what's going on? What so, I actually don't know. So, I think what happened with me is uh, 
from a previous employer uh, that's also based out of Texas. I believe someone spoke to someone there. And then I, like I showed up, I was there on a Sunday, actually the last, probably the last Sunday Darren played there. I, I was there that morning and I, I didn't even have a drink. I had, I was eating, I ate chips and queso. Like I was chilling. It was 1130 in the morning and then I left to go meet Connor for brunch. <clears throat> and I went two Saturdays later, I had a friend in town from back home. I'm showing her around Midtown and we go up to the door and the female uh, security guard comes over and like shakes her head no at me. And this dude, the other, the guy that's standing there was like, hey man, like you're on a band list. And I was like, uh, are you sure? Like I was sober. I hadn't had a drink at that point in two and a half weeks and I didn't drink that night. So I'm like talking to the dude and I'm like, bro, like, are you sure? Like, and it sucks for me because sometimes when I get out and about and like, I'm talking to a lot of people. I still speak fast or sometimes slur my words. So I feel like sometimes then they think that I'm drunk, even though I'm not. So the dude was like, oh, man, like we don't want to make it a big, a bigger deal. It needs to be. And I'm like, I don't either. So the head of security comes out, talks to me like a human being. You know, I, I told him thank you for that. But he, he was like, yeah, man, like we got word from the guys in Texas that you're not allowed in here. We don't really know why. We don't ask those questions. So I text the GM. I won't say his name. I text the GM the following morning. Again, I was sober that night, so I texted him at 7.30 in the morning as when I woke up because I was going to fucking work out because I didn't drink the night before. And I sent him a long text and actually screenshotted it and sent it to Connor where I was like, hey, man, like, I don't know what happened. I said, first of all, I want to say thank you to your head of security for speaking to me as a human being last night and not treating me like an asshole. Um, I don't know where this whole, like, band thing came from and and where, like, like what, like where it came from, how it came about. I don't know. I don't understand. I said, you know, I hope that I've never disrespected any of your staff ever, uh, as well as you as a manager. And I said, I would never do that intentionally, blah, blah, blah. You get, you want some pizza? So yeah, I said that like this whole thing, I was like, I hope eventually we can put this behind us and I'll be allowed back in your venue to support your staff and your, and hang out with your patrons and your DJs. And of course, he didn't respond. I didn't expect him to respond. He was probably drinking a bottle of Rumplemints, so I don't really know. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, I want a little shade. I want a little shade. <laughs> I don't know, Nate. 7.30 in the morning? So what mm-hmm. happened? So mine was a little different. I was uh, I was DJing. Uh, the week before, I had like a like a rough. So let me back it up. And when I first moved down here, a week after I moved down here, I had a heart attack. So like I'm still iffy with all these medicines that I'm on. And after a couple of days of drinking, sometimes it really takes it out of me like i can't even like focus it's like i feel like i'm going crazy like so the week before i got banned i had ray ray come in like two hours early right yeah and yeah i woke up at three to a text from you and i was here at five yeah and i think at, at one point i did sit down during my set because i was like i literally felt like i was going crazy and i think the gm kind of used that against me i'm like dude I'm, i don't even need to get paid today like i just want to go home um, but anyways, fast forward to the week after that, woke up fine, went to the gig. Um, my buddy, one of my best friends from back home in Chicago, who's also a DJ, he's almost like a father figure. He's like in his fifties. Um, he was driving back from Orlando with his family. They went to Disney world. So he happened to drop off a box that my mom gave him. Um, he dropped it off at my house, came by the gig for a drink. That drink turned into three and a half hours later. He left his family in the car. Like. Like we got wasted, man. Like it wasn't just him; it was him, his oldest son, and his one of his employees. One of his employees 
kind of a hood dude from Chicago, bro. He used to be a gangbanger, like, one of the nicest guys in the world, but then once he gets drunk and you look at him the wrong way, the gangbanger on him comes out, man. I didn't know they were coming, but they ended up showing up, and we got wasted. I got wasted after my gig. They, they said I let Danny play for two hours. I'm like, that's impossible. He didn't drop off the box to my house until 2.40. I had the text. Like, And then he had to drive to Dogwood Park, and my gig was over at 4. I'm like, he played for like 10 minutes. And like, you sat down and played a mix for two hours. And like, I don't know if you guys know this, but Serato, especially with the rain controller, you can see every minute that you play a song and mix out of it. I'm like, I can prove all these things wrong that I know that this didn't happen, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. Also, shout out to any DJ that has a two hour long mix. You should probably find a new job. Yeah. First off, wait a minute. We need security everywhere. And I need to go boot there now, then, bro. <laughs> two hours, huh? Uh, two hours. I tell you, you better, you better I have, get, a, you better have, 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 have a change of clothes if you like take a two-hour shift. Like anywhere from fifteen to fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you can't take care of between the, the cha-cha slide, which is about five minutes. No, I can't, no, man. No, I need longer than that. I got, I got. I can't boot at home in five minutes. I got five or six recorded mixes, and they're like. Emergency hip hop mix, emergency doo doo mix. Yeah, Connor, Connor does. Connor does have. Connor does have a doo doo mix. I did not have any of that. I, if I have to go to the bathroom. Bathroom oh, great. Cha slide. Is it just because you have a what's? You just have like a, a colossal catheter? bag. Catheter? Catheter? Yeah. yeah, come on, learn your medical terms. I, exactly. I'm not a medical specimen like you, and I've never medical used one. specimen. I've never used one because I'm not old enough. So that's why you know what it is. You don't have I to don't. be old enough to use a catheter. If you want, if you've had surgery, they probably gave you a catheter. They haven't. I mean, when you got your breast augmented, they probably gave you a catheter. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like I'm, I feel like I would remember the pain. Yeah. Sorry, I, have, I had to interject because the two-hour mix is yeah. crazy. So yeah, long story short, I don't. I'm not gonna lie, I blacked out. That's completely on my fault. Um. But it was already, I didn't get my Uber till 6.40, so this is already two hours and 40 minutes after my gig was done. I spent everything I made that day, plus more. My buddy Danny and his, their friends, dude, that bar probably made a grand off of us. Not even Nothing grand. happened. Well, this is where it gets crazy. Uh, I, I remember being downstairs, going. walking with my DJ bag, had my controller in my hand, coming down the stairs, and my, my buddy's worker was arguing with the bouncer. And I didn't know what was going on, so I just instantly pulled out my phone to take a picture and videotape. And then some other bouncer, I can't even tell you to this day what he looks like. That's how drunk I was. But he came screaming in my ear, like, delete that picture, delete it now. How dare you do that? I'm like, all right, dude, chill, relax. I don't even know what's going on. Come to find out, the, the hood dude, he started, he whipped his dick out and started pissing on the front door, I guess. Oh. No, he was at the, because uh, <laughs> I, I was standing in it when I got there, I was talking to you. But at the end of the rail, when I was sitting there talking to you, that's where he pissed at. Okay. Because they're like, Ray, Ray, you're standing in piss. And I was like, what? Oh, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, I didn't see, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, I was like, let me see the video. Because they're like, we have a video of this. I'm like, all right, cool. Just let me see it, man. Let me let me correct my mistakes if that happens. But once they started, like, naming stuff that happened, I'm like, I instantly opened my Serato. I'm like, no, that didn't happen. I'm like, he did it for two hours. That's impossible. Like, I just want to say this. Even even the homogeneity was like, dude, it wasn't you. Like you didn't do nothing wrong. It's your friend. I'm like, well, I only had one friend. I can't contest for a stupid (laughs) ass employee. But yeah, I just want to say this as a manager and cause you can probably speak to it as well because you've owned a venue uh, and your family's your I know your parents own venues like your entire life pretty much. I think that 
and everyone I've interviewed at this new spot that we're about to open up, I tell everyone like first sign of toxicity, you bring it to the building. We have a conversation. Second time we don't. And I think that in our industry, like, and Darren, and I had this conversation the other day in our industry. I think it's our responsibility. And like, it's for me, it's kind of just being courteous. Like you always have, someone always has one asshole moment, right? Like now if it's like, something where you do something crazy like some un- unthinkable shit like unforgivable shit whatever you want to call it like then maybe that's like a harder conversation but still i don't think it goes to your band right i think it's you have the hard conversation and say like look man just take a few weeks off like don't let these people see you because in a few weeks everybody is gonna forget unless you did some super crazy if, if you they- stood on top of the bar and pulled your pants down and bent over and showed everybody your asshole like you, you would not be banned and took a shit you, the dj who videotaped you yeah cause, would get banned cause would you would have vip tickets from cause for the next week okay. but he wouldn't have a job but exactly yeah but if, if we started banning people for dumb shit an asshole would be empty empty yeah, yeah. because that think is about broadway uncensored there's now. 25 videos a night everyone should be banned right every tourist they're 35% to 40% of our tourists that show up on Thursday night should be banned and not allowed in any bar for the ne- the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Like that's crazy to think, right? Like, cause people just come here and they feel like they can show out and be assholes. And I mean, same thing. Like if I'm behind the bar, we get it all the time. I mean, fuck Chris, our last Saturday of paradise he pulled six guys off of me that were jumping me on my last Saturday of paradise. Or geez. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's still jumping if my pants are around my ankles. Exactly. He was was saying he was jumping. Yeah. Yeah. It was more of a bounce at that point. I didn't didn't have the strength to jump. I mean, it's not just natural. I mean, fuck, we we all, if if any of us go out tonight, say we get down here and we go see Connor at Nudie's, at Nudie's. We're gonna go out. We're gonna have a good time, but we're gonna shameless not gonna, plug. We're not gonna act as dumb. They're as not. Gonna, they're not listening live. Oh. <laughs> we, now people weeks. are gonna know Mondays. <laughs> but we're not gonna act as dumb and actual as if we went to Vegas. Yeah. Right. You're we, on we, vacation. We, we, we know too many people. Yeah. You get yeah. there. You're not, you, don't, but, you don't know anybody there. But even, you know I mean? but even so, like when you go to Vegas, I feel like people come to Nashville specifically to. Show the fuck out. Bro, people like, act you- out. I had this dude almost run me over the scooter. There's a fucking sign on every scooter. Whoever listens to this thing, realize there are signs on scooters that say, do so not ride them on the sidewalks. So I want to know how this many dude, are in the river. This dude almost ran me over, and it was two guys, and he was like, oh, shit, my bad. And his buddy said something, and I was like, oh, I guess you guys can't fucking read the thing that says don't ride it on the sidewalk. And this dude's like, oh, yeah, man, have a good night. <laughs> like, why don't I just grab you and beat the fuck out of you, dude? Like. Cause you're an idiot. Yeah. No, like a, the, having uh, some of us being here for so long, have seen the transition from like used to go downtown and it was like cool and chill and yeah, there were fights, but there was also two strip clubs on the broad on Broadway, like and the fights were like people go out, they tussle a little bit and then they go back into the bar. Like now, people go out. They fight with the intent to kill. People like, getting yeah. shot. People yeah. are like, they they come out like they're trying to prove something. Yeah. yeah. And it's just baffling because I'm like, having had having DJed early and then DJed recently, I when I see guys come into a club 
and they are looking to fight and it's like 9 30 and i'm like you must have the most amazing pussy at home <laughs> because you cannot notice that you are literally a it's a three to four to one ratio men to woman at least and you guys are so more interested in bucking up against these other guys i I'm it blows my mind. Ba baffling, baffling. I'm like, it, you want to get your shit torn, you want to get your ass whipped, you want to get put in jail, and then all the bachelorettes get to run free. Dude, even last night, I'm sitting at uh, AJ's watching the end of the Phoenix Suns game, and I'm just chilling. It's literally just me sitting at the bar. There's this other dude that clearly had way too much to drink, and talking to one, the, one of the security guards is up there at the bar, and he's like, like, the dude's like, can somebody give me a cab home? And the bartender says, oh, like, where, like, what's the address? Well, well, like, sure, we'll call you Uber. The dude gives her a Chicago address. <laughs> I'll put him in an Uber send his head to Chicago. The door, the, the door guy's like, bro. The, so the door guy jumps in and starts talking to him. And he's like, where are you staying? Because I know you're from out of town. Where are you staying? He just keeps saying the Chicago address. And then he's like, all right, man. Like, the security guard finally is like, all right, man. Like, it's it's time to go for you. Like, you can't drink anymore. You're not doing anything now. Mind you, while I'm sitting at the end of the bar, this dude, like, for some reason, keeps putting his feet on the stools. And, like, he's, like, kicking this one stool to hit me on my knee. And I know it was inadvertent, but I'm like, God, this dude's a fucking asshole. Like, I know you feel the stool stopping, so stop kicking it. But the security guard's, like, walks him out, and the dude's like, oh, I really got to leave now? But, like, all of a sudden, he wants to buck up. The security guard's like, yeah, man, you want to be a fucking asshole. I'll be a fucking asshole to you, too. Like, get out. But it's crazy because, you know, after the security guard came back upstairs, we were talking, and I'm like, dude, I'm from the realm of, like, we never need to put our hands on anybody. Chris will tell you the same thing. All my door guys from Paradise will tell you the same thing. I always preached it. We do not need to prove that we're the biggest guys in the room. Claudio is a fucking pro MMA fighter. I guarantee you he doesn't need to put his hands on anybody. Like, there was a dude on a Tuesday night or some shit beat this chick up in the back corner of Paradise on the first floor. Claudio chased him. One, shouldn't have done that because that's illegal, but good for you, Claudio. Chased him three blocks and literally got him on the ground, and he's got him in a fucking MMA hold. And the dude's, like, trying to move, and Claudio's, like, half effort. He's like, bro, you, you, you have no chance of getting out of this. Like, you can get up without breaking your arm and wrist, and we'll walk you back to be arrested by the police. Or you can get up and have some broken bones and <clears throat> still go to jail with broken bones. But, like, it, it shouldn't come to that. Like, mm -hmm. the fact that I was almost jumped because some dude was upset the last night at Paradise as six – it's one dude and his girlfriend's in the bathroom passed out. We had a bartender laying on the floor underneath the bathroom stall to make sure this girl was okay. And the dude's screaming at me. Him and five of his boys are standing at the women's bathroom door with the door open. I was like, guys, y'all got to get out of here. Like, I get it. It's your girl. Clearly, we care as a venue. We give a fuck as human beings. So, like, I got to keep this ent this entire building safe. Not just you and your drunk-ass girl. Also, it's kind of your fault because you let her get to this point. So, at what point do we as venues, everybody, and, and it's it's kind of the, the, same, the same issue. Like, everybody wants to be open all the fucking time, but it waters everything down, and then it allows stupidity in the building. Like, I remember when I was in, when I was in Midtown and Kung Fu, two, even two years ago, if somebody came in and acted ass and we kicked them out, we would text the bartenders at Rebar. We'd text the bartenders at Losers and say, so-and-so 
white t-shirt, black hat. This is his name on his credit card. Don't fucking let him in. And I bet, I bet your ass they wouldn't be anywhere. There's none of that communication anymore because now all of a sudden every every venue wants to fucking fight one another. Oh yeah. Instead of protecting each other, everybody wants, like you just said, the venues want to buck up just as much as these fucking dumb tours yeah. do. Well, I think that that's a good segue. Like why? Where the music music scene is. Yeah. Um, we're we're in a in a city that wants to cater to that. Yeah. Those people. Right. Work. They set the rules. Um, they set the rules and we have to come kind of comply to that, you know, um, as much as, as, and we protect ourselves as much as we possibly can. Right. Um, the whole no request thing, you know, a lot of people do, I'll listen to requests just cause like, sometimes I'd like to feel the temperature of the room. If somebody's, if somebody's feeling, if I can, if I can light a fire with this fine, but generally speaking, um, that sets the pace that determines that type of mentality. Um, how much money can we bring in? How fast and, and not have to give a shit about anything else that determines who we hire why we're hiring um like what we're allowing in terms of vibe or whatever you know um and it just becomes unrealistic expectations for guys who actually study a craft you know what i'm saying and then so when we end up um wanting to speak speak our our, our piece or give our suggestion our discretion you know um we're not valued right so you started this thing by saying some of you some of us were not valued the way oh, we're professionals but they're not really looking for professionals here. If we look at they want button pushers, hired, yeah, they want button pushers. Hired for the gigs, they're not looking for guys that have put in the time. Right. right. They're looking for guys that can create more of what this is until the bottom falls out. Or can even control can like can control <clears throat> the guests in a sense of like how many times did you guys have people jump up on stage at Paradise? Oh. Like I would I would turn my back for two seconds and whether it be a girl or a guy like whatever the case may be. Who knows what the intention of that person is? Right. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, it was an, it was it was a zero tolerance thing. Like you get up on stage, get the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Unless I ask you to get on stage, get down. But how many DJs don't say shit? Or like even the security guards we used to have. I had a security guard one time. He was from an outsourced company, standing on the ground on a Saturday night, busy on the rooftop. You guys know what the rooftop used to be like there. There's a girl, or he's standing on stage. There's a girl standing underneath of him on on the floor and he's holding her hand like her hand is 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 placed on her shoulder and he's like holding her hand and i went to him i was like hey man what the fuck are you thinking and he like looks at me like i got two heads what do you mean i'm like do you know this chick oh, i just met her i was like cool you want to you want to get arrested for rape because you're gonna touch this chick she's gonna get wasted you might be the last face she remembers and guess whose hand she was holding my guy like like what like Before what is working yeah what like what is wrong with with Before people like yeah. yeah like but, and and like the like again as a dj like you guys are controlling the room right like so i don't if i'm if i'm booking you guys i don't i don't expect you guys to be a security guard as well danny will tell you there were several times on a friday night he's djing inside because it was raining outside or if it was cold outside would have you and people would come and talk to him i would put like fucking six stanchions up in front of the booth and then sometimes if i was in there hanging out i would just stand over there and people would try to talk to him i'm like yo like go away go to the bar you came here to go to the bar not to talk to a dj oh. so get the fuck out of here cause been- cause had women at damn noon on a saturday <laughs> offering him offer him all if, i don't if, even want to talk if, about if what they offered him if i get one more woman that wants me to show her how to dj <laughs> <laughs> like what is it that people think that like 
Oh yeah, come on up here. We're gonna have a class in the middle of right Saturday afternoon. Come oh, on. so you just uh, play music? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, a, do you have an iPhone? <laughs> come on, just plug it in. Yeah, everyone wants to hear your mix. Yeah, but it's like it's crazy, like the 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 watering down of it all. Like you said, like who are the button pushers and who are the creators? Well, who are, who are the people that I know I can call? I know I can call Kaz on a on a Saturday morning and say, "Hey, man, this is the vibe we want to do." Or I know I can call you and say, "Yo, we need like." The Sunday sets at Paradise, it was always like fucking cookout vibes. And it was the best because nobody came in in a bad mood. Nobody left in a bad mood. But, like, you just have people that play crazy shit. You sit at Ainsworth sometimes and, like, I love Mitch to death. And, you know, I I like going to Ainsworth for brunch just as much as the next person does. But, like, sometimes the music there, you're like, what the fuck's happening? Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you get into clicks, right, so you have – Someone that just like recycling the same person, bring their buddy in, the homie, yeah, shit that they're doing. There's no diversity, and you have owners of businesses who are either too busy or too indifferent because they just see us as one one notch above a music. Yeah, like they just like they don't understand that as a DJ, like we are crowd control. We can generate revenue. We can do anything and everything that you need us to do if you bring the right person in, and that's why there are a handful of companies. You know, even like Tequila Cabo Group, I, I have to say that like they brought in the right DJs, you know, and they said, you know, when we talked and all that, they were like, you know, we want you to control the room. We want that ebb and flow. We want people to get up and go crazy. And then you play and you play some shitty music, you know, some niche music to, comment, yeah, comment to, to get people to go to the bar. Yeah. You know, but there are some, you know, some of the younger DJs that just want to go hard and hard and hard and, and they hard. They all pick their Kiesta. Right, and then, top, but, top and then, forty from and six to ten, and then they can't figure. <laughs> like, wait, what? I got a closer like, behind me? No yeah. way! <laughs> Fuck this! I'm playing everything. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, like and then by like twelve o'clock, one o'clock, they're empty. The gas tank's empty. The fucking crowd is like frothing at the mouth and ready to fight or do whatever. Yeah, and you're like you have no like people don't understand that as DJs, we it's a skill set. Yeah, it's not a fucking like oh I bought a two thousand dollar board. And I press some buttons and I go and I pump my fist. Mm. Like it's it's so much more than that. And that's why these I know that I know that Crazy Town was doing eighty thousand dollars a night on a Friday and Saturday at a month. I mean like and it wasn't doing it because people were just like, Oh, I want to go to Crazy Town and there was a science behind it. There was right. a science behind the business. You know? So like I have to ask because Connor's gotta leave in a second to go to his gig. You speak on it, how do you how do you as a DJ combat that? Because I look at like watered down management in Nashville and I know how I combat watered down management. Like I can't fix them. I just know I got to be able to wake up in the morning and be me and do my thing. So, but like as a DJ and like in this town where it is clicky, where it is the next homeboys up on the next gig. Cause homeboys going to take 50 bucks an hour instead of, what DJ uh, should get paid? Cutting. Like, like, how do you how do you battle that market? How do you like, how do you show your value? I mean, obviously, like the residency at Tin Roof on Sunday kind of speaks for itself, and you're there quite a bit. Like sometimes late night, Friday and Saturday, and that's probably one of the busiest bars consistently in the city. And sure, there are it's some issues. Downtown, yeah, and it's yeah. not downtown, and there are some issues there. But like, that's like you're more of a locals bar to to a certain extent. So like, I mean, but how do you combat that? I mean, now you're going to play on Broadway right now. So how do you like, how do you combat that market? What 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 do you do differently? I mean, it's it might be cliche, but like you get what you pay for. Like if someone's willing to do it for less, there's probably a reason. 
you know, I feel like the standard around town is like a hundred an hour, at least. So I know some people play for more than that and stuff, but yeah, I mean, just not settling. Like, you know, even if it means walking away from something, like, which kind of sucks, because you know sometimes we all need the money. But yeah, I think that's a. I think that's the biggest thing, not accepting every fucking gig. It's the same thing as bars opening up and allowing everybody in. Like I told everyone I opened the spot and they asked me, like, what should we do post COVID? Open at 60% capacity with 100% of the staff you want. No shade of the hotel that I used to manage at. When I was hired there, I was told that 80% of the staff was hired out of necessity, not out of desire. And then I was told to be hard on them because they wanted me to run them out the door. And then I got fucking shunned for telling a girl to bust a table. They would run to HR and say that I was being mean. And I'm like, for me, it's like, I, I mean, I had to walk away. It was a great experience. I wanted, I had to take it to like, say that I tried it, right? Because it was, it was a big deal, big deal in Nashville. Uh, but like, not taking every, I'm wasn't, I'm not gonna sit there and like fucking babysit people. Exactly. I know as a manager, that's like your job. But like, I, there's still a standard of service, and I mean, we all know that I've bounced around from bars since I left Paradise Park. But again, there's a standard of service that I expect and there's a standard of professionalism and expertise and I won't settle for that. So to Connor's point, like not taking every single gig, I get it. Sometimes we need like people need money, right? Like there's no networking anymore. Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's all clicky. Mm-hmm. So whereas we know we have a set standard. We like and we could and if someone were to come to you and say, Hey man, I'll give you thirty percent less, but all his gifts, you'll be like, No, I wouldn't do that. And but there's always gonna be some new guy who doesn't give a fuck about DJing. Yeah. Who just wants to make a name for himself. Who just wants to be that kid who can invite his girlfriend up in the booth and be like, look what I'm doing, babe. For a year. <laughs> and then he's going to go and do whatever college right. job he went to school for. Exactly. You know? So, like I said, there's no and there's no communication. Well, I would, I would and, say... No, go ahead. No, hold say, on. Man, let me restart this. <clears throat> yeah, actually, I love to hear, Daniel, from you, from your perspective, because we've had a ton of conversations about, like, being in different cities. Obviously, your musical background is super extensive, um, and you don't play all the gigs, right? Like you're not in all the hotspots. You're in the LA Jacksons, and like you've got great gigs, and you always have a good time, and you always play great sets and great music. But like, how how do you not allow yourself to get into a watered down scene and environment? I'm not in the hotspots because I don't want to be in the hotspots. Yeah, um, but why is because, that? Because uh, it's an aesthetic based environment, and I come from a city where, or I come from a I come from an environment where a if I'm in a room, I'm surrounded by Grammy Award winners. You would never know it, but they're all heavy hitters. Yeah. And so nobody. So it was really shocking coming over to the DJ side of things and the DJ side of the industry in Nashville because it, where I came from, like if you were a heavy hitter, nobody knew it until you sat down and did your job. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like, and then you're just kind of like trying to hang on. But when it comes to like the DJ scene here in Nashville, that's the first thing people want you to know is I'm a heavy hitter, this, this, and that. And most of the time I'm like, I don't even, I don't fuck with that. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't fuck with like the, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. So when it came to like some of the big name venues that people are trying to get into, people are rubbing shoulders, you know, that type of thing. That's just not my, that's not my bag. My, yeah. my MO is to treat people well. When I play the gig, I'm out for blood. It doesn't matter if it's brunch. It doesn't matter if it's late night. If if you want me to play Britney Spears all fucking day, I'm gonna play the best Britney Spears set that you're gonna hear. Yeah, that's but that's only for when the gig is the gig. The rest of the time, like 
we're just kicking it. It doesn't fucking matter, you know, but Nashville doesn't subscribe to that, you know? Um, so then I just don't put myself in those situations. So then I started at LA Jackson. Now I'm the programmer at LA Jackson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, that. And now on that, now on that, now on that roster, you've got you, Austin, Chase is there from time to time. Chase, Adam Warfield, I've been bringing him on. Um, Oddly enough, Chase is another one fucking musical mastermind. He's way smarter musically than I am. I mean, comes from fucking. Speaking of K-pop, he got hit up by somebody in yeah. fucking Cal LA or something like that. It's or, crazy. You know? So like. There are people that just know what is and what isn't, and they choose not to put themselves in those yeah, environments. Yeah, you, know? you get over it real quick, so fast. You, you know, over it. So when I see people like, you know, trying to strong arm or big dick or whatever, like, I'm not even like trying to go there. Like yeah. me, I'm just like, okay, cool. You yeah, know? tight. And I'm gonna go get my gig. I'm making the same money as you. Yeah. You know, like unless you base those money, don't talk to me. Like, well, also yeah. too, I feel like at LA Jackson, yes, I see people approach the booth sometimes. But it's a lot less than, a yeah. lot less often than the fucking ten bachelorette parties showing your butt, showing them, showing you their buttholes in front of your booth, right? And the back of tin roof. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's it's an environmental thing that I chose. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like, not that I, you know, I, I walked past like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a venue that was doing something that seemed really, really big, and part of me is like, dude, I would love to be, I kill that gig, but then I think about like what I have to do in order to get that. Gig. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just not real willing to do that type of thing. Right. You know. Um, so I'd rather just create the thing, you know. Thankfully, I've been in a position to where I have done cool shit and I'm, you know, afforded, like, good opportunities. Yeah. But I'm trying to create an atmosphere where, like, that bullshit doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, most people just want to get the gig because it, it's, it means clout. For me, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, more so it's just, like, <clears throat> you got to give people opportunities. You got you to give... You got to treat everybody fairly. You know, I'm not treating somebody better than the other person. You know, if even if you're that dude, I'm going to treat you like you're at my house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oddly enough, you put pants on one leg at a time. Bro, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I and don't we care. all we all sit down and take a shit. Except this for, isn't LA. Except for cause he hangs from the ceiling and somehow still poops. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, that's just him. Well, I mean, we're not in competition with each other. Exactly. At the end of the day. You shouldn't be. I'm not. I ain't in competition with nobody. I'm in competition with myself. When, when, you're, when, you're, when you're not clicking, but I feel I feel like the clicking environment creates that. Where like all of a sudden, you know, you feel like you don't stand a chance getting booked here, even though ninety percent of the DJs on that roster can't hold a candle. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, the thing is, like, you, if you've been around, if you've been in Nashville for a year, you know half the DJs. You've been around as long as I have or, you know, or, you know, you know almost all the DJs. and Or at least you know all the DJs that's, that are worth their salt. Right. And, like, it's just, it's just sad to see people that haven't either proving themselves or Earn their shit, yeah. talk a talk a really good game. Pay their dues. And and they go into a place and they just fucking are just bad. Just devastatingly horrendous. And they and look, I, I get that everyone like when Nashville started to blow up, everyone would have this Vegas sound. Like they wanted this whole club like but like everyone's coming out sounding the same now. Like no one is yeah. differentiating themselves. Like no one's like, oh this is my vein. This is what like you know, when I had, because we used to do a house night, and, like, you know, I had Avenue 9, so we used to do, like, an EDM night. Like Now when they like, do that shit, they go, like, 30 minutes outside of town, because there's no venue downtown to do it. Right, because everyone's afraid that if yeah. they even deviated slightly from the cookie cutter. They're going to lose, yeah. That, But that is a Nashville thing, all, yeah. all across the board. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about music industry. Absolutely. Like, country music industry, like, anything is, because 
Nashville, as much as we want to be like a music city, we're not. We're a business city. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know, so you don't fuck with money. Yeah. So whatever's making money, you don't deviate from that. Right. You know. Um, so the question I always ask myself, literally every single day I ask myself, is how do I work or operate within that specific uh personality type, but still do what we do or why we like when we started doing it yeah come with that type of right you know intention um and i realize it's not about the this i mean the gig itself does matter but we're all playing the same songs yeah i mean we, we play seven gigs in the weekend we're gonna play the same seven fucking gigs just in a different order right yeah um so what makes the difference here um it's the gigs you choose and the people you choose to be around you know yeah and even if even if i do you know talk to people that you know are in the the clicky situations, I'm still going to treat them the fucking same. Right. I walked up to one guy, I went up to W and time, to come see you. That last time I came, yeah, come yeah, see yeah. you. Um, uh, I went up to the DJ. Um, he's one of, I think he's one of the downtown dudes. Yeah. And I just said, well, yo, what's up? I just want to introduce myself. He's just like, yo, what's up? And just kind of like, and that was it. Kind of yeah. like cold children. I'm I remember like, that night. Oh, I remember, cool. I remember who it was too. And I told you I wasn't surprised. <laughs> cool. Like, bro, I mean, you're super cool. Yeah. No flex. Right. I just like, it but it's matter. it's it's weird too though, because like even that thought process is universal, right? Like I've been at so many bars and it's the same thing. Like we all have this conversation all the time. You guys is all my friends. Like I like people. So my goal is to be an owner, right? Like Kaz has already done it. Some other people in this, a lot of people in this town have done it. But like we're opening a new spot in Five Points, Five Points Diner and Bar, and there, like. Yo, yeah, it wasn't shameless at all. Fuck it, I don't care. I, I waited an hour to, to talk about it. Um, so for me, like, there are people that want to come work there that have been at their current bars for five or six years. And not to pat myself on the back, but, like, it means the world to me that they would even call me and be like, hey, are you looking for people? It's like, we, we'll come. Like, if you're there, we'll come. Same thing with DJs on Broadway when I was at Paradise. Rod and Jeremy never be caught dead nope. on Broadway nope. ever. But they were at Paradise. They were at Paradise. Residents. I was Residence. there. there Residents. Fridays they and Saturdays, were, yeah. bro. Residents. You, you called me. Yeah. Oh. People would not come back to Broadway, and all of a sudden, like, I send them a text or I give them a call, like, "Yo, come try this. I think what we're gonna do is gonna work. It'll be different. It won't be this fucking. Yeah, we could have some fucking fun because we're on a rooftop. We're in a league of our own." We got twenty five thousand dollars worth of lights put up on the rooftop. Like, we had the dopest roof. We if we had a louder sound system, we would have been gr- gravy. Oh, I used to fucking turn my speakers out. Yeah, and like play to the street. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I was like, that was the one. I was like, Sago used to text me from Whiskey Row and be like, "I can hear your music." I'm like, "Yeah, I know you can." It's it's a it's a beautiful afternoon, my man. You definitely can hear. It sounds like a text like I used to get from you when you were in Optimus. Yeah. Hundred percent. Fucking windows are red. I can't get up my money. Dude, <laughs> the whole side of the building at Hopsmith would be ringing. But like, that's the thing. Like, being around the right people, right? Like, being selective in gigs, being selective in jobs, and it's kind of like a, a segue to everyone. Like, stop fucking doing everything that people ask you to do. Yeah. Like, have standards for yourself. Have standards for your life. Like, don't fucking be a sellout. We people don't understand that we set the tempo. We determine our value. We determine our. Product. That's it. And and, and then when someone else. When someone else devalues themselves, it waters down the market. So then you feel like you got to devalue. Like, no, man. Like, I, like I'm sorry. Like, I interviewed with TC Group a couple weeks ago to be a manager, and I met with the young lady, and she was one of the Vegas. She was from San Diego, but she was like in with that new Vegas crew, whatever. And she's talking to me, and I got a really good friend that bartends at 
Jason Aldeans. Place is always busy. Good for them. I love how much money those guys make. Awesome. She says to me, have you been in any of our venues? I'm like, yeah, I've been to Aldeans. I haven't been to Luke since before COVID. Blah, blah, blah. She says, well, what do you think? And I said, straight up. I was like, you guys run a terrible business. She looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, it's a numbers game, right? Like, you guys can't control your door. You hold this fake line that's 100 people long. And those people, eventually, you still just shuffle them in, even though you're already over capacity. Me, Chris, and Reggie were, my boy Reggie were there on a Thursday night. And I shit you not, we're standing by the service well, by the VIP ropes, like this, on a Thursday. And it's not even 10 o'clock. So I said to the lady, I'm like, you guys take every single guest that walks in your door and you make them a $15 average ticket. That's it. Because they get a Tito's and soda and then they can never get back to the fucking bar because they're nut to butt. And most people probably piss their pants and go to your bathroom because they can't fucking move. So like there's the selectiveness, right? Like make people want to get in your building because you actually won't allow them in your building. Like, and it's crazy to me that people, it's crazy to me that people don't get that. Like I know that you know, rebar, it's, it's sold now. It is purchased. It is no longer a business, yeah. but I know that there was the racism thing that we dealt with and, you know, fucking even, um, it was bottle blonde in Chicago that posted that sign in 2018 or 2019 or 2017, whatever year it was, but it was kind of the same thing as what rebar did, but it, they posted it and it was a big ass like billboard. Huh? Yeah. yeah. It was a big ass billboard sign that essentially said, if you're African-American or ethnic of any type, wearing a white t-shirt or a black t-shirt, we're not going to fucking let you in. And they got shit on for it. Yeah, They, they closed the doors after that. Uh, they closed it for a little bit, but it was... So <clears throat> they ended up... A lot of... What happened with Bottle Blonde is the... I think it was the senator's daughter lived across the street. And their license originally was like... They were supposed to be a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they were a club restaurant. Yeah. And... They weren't selling enough food. They had like a crazy amount. So that... That dress code came from that. Like, they're like, "What can we do to like get people to eat more food?" Yeah, and whoever typed up that fucking thing, fucked up bad. It's crazy, and like, but it's not. I mean, Nudie's has a fucking dress code. I've gone to Whiskey Row on a Sunday night, and a hundred and thirty dollar pair of joggers from Lululemon, and they're like, "Oh, you can't come in because your pants don't have a belt loop." Because you're a woman. Well, that too. (laughs) Well, I've, I've, I've been with buddies. In the middle of the summer, 115 degrees, walking down the street. You got shorts on. They won't let you in. Shorts or a, a basketball yeah. jersey. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. nudies and tootsies no. don't let you in with shorts anymore after 7 o'clock or some shit like that. Nudies also posted a, a dress code thing for Friday, Saturday night that was like white tees, et cetera, like some other shit. And I mean, again, I, I'm not saying that I'm against dress codes. I just think you can be tasteful. Like I ran nightclubs in D.C. where you had to come in fucking suited and booted on a Friday night. And if it was 110 degrees outside, it's still better out a fucking suit on. And if you looked like you got it at Joseph A. Banks, they were going to tell you to go the fuck home and go buy another suit. But then, like, as we got into, as DC started to shift into more of more hip hop friendly, like, just like celebrities being out, buying bottles. I mean, Danny will tell you about Rose Bar. I used to, I promoted at Rose Bar when I was 17 years old and it was called Current. And they had a patio upstairs and downstairs was a sushi restaurant. And we would do house music downstairs and we would do top 40 upstairs. And we were the first promo company. We brought GTA in from Miami as like trap DJs and fucking tore the roof off the bitch. That place is now 15 years later, one of the most successful venues in DC. 
Then they close three months a year, every year. During that three months, what do they do? They revamp themselves. They recreate a hype. Sometimes they'll say, this year, this this season will be open five nights a week and have a day party. Next year, they might be open three nights a week and have a day party on the weekend. But they do what the fuck they want, and they don't allow anyone else to dictate that. Yeah. So, like, as a DJ going into a venue, That's really cool. play the music that, that you love and play with the people that you fuck with, right? Like, it's... I mean, we all came in here. You guys kind of, some of you guys met each other for the first time tonight, but there was like no cold shoulders, nothing except for Kaz. He's a little weird. That's just his social anxiety, though. So it, does, it doesn't have to do with him being. Yeah, you've seen people shoot each other. Yeah, within the last couple of days. I get it. I get it. Yeah, he's got PTSD all of a sudden. Everybody's packing. Like, yeah, he's fucking freaking out about everything. He's getting jumpy all the, all the time. But like, it's it's that, right? Like, it's. Causes yeah. <laughs> in a corner and a and crying. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 that right. Like it's that idea, doing things that you love with the people that you love or the people that you fuck with, whether you love them or not. I don't care, but it, it's that right. Like going to bars. If we all go out, typically we're gonna go somewhere where we know a bartender, where we enjoy that bartender. We want to give them our money. Yeah. Like that's we know the managers. To be. Yeah. yeah, and then that's what East Nashville used is kind of still. But even it's starting to like you know, uh, Crying Wolf is gone. They you know they're not renewed. They you know they they're not renewing their lease. I mean you know, there's there's, it's all everything is going corporate. Everything is coming is outside money, and they yeah. don't, they're not looking at local. They're not right. looking at sustainability. They're looking at grabbing the money, making as much the as they can. City. Yeah, a shout out for Underdog over in East Nashville. Have you been there lately? Absolutely. My home homegirl Gabby bartends over there. Okay. They're they're sticking to their roots, man. They're keeping it Nashville dive bar. I love it, place. You know, like it's I said, awesome. I mean, I I mean, I when my I bought my first house in East Nashville, lived in East Nashville forever. I mean, I still fuck with Pearl Diver. You know, I still go to Motown Monday Five Spot. Yep. Yeah, big shout with, out to Jamie White at Pearl Diver yeah, doing crazy. You know, well, about to open Tiger Bar yeah, now, exactly, like exactly. You know, crushing like, so, it. I'm all about sport and local. I'm all I love to see the underdogs come up because that was Nashville, like. You could sweat equity your way to success. Yeah. And now it when you see buildings downtown being sold for 30, 40 million dollars, you're like just to get ripped down. Yeah. Just so they can like come in. Forty nine point two. It got bought four years ago for twenty seven, exactly. bro. Like twenty two million dollar increase yeah. in four years. Right. Insane. Yeah. Insane. I think to 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 add to that whole perspective, doing what you love with the people you love, just being a professional, you know, like being a true professional. Um, I think that that's what's missing in our DJ scene, just in general. So we got a bunch of dudes that are just like, we're, it feels like we're on the fucking playground, you know, everybody's still trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. You know, um, you going back to like determining your value, that's a part of that concept of being a true professional, which is there's certain things I just won't put up with, you know, um, pay me my rate, you know. Pay me. It's not a, a negotiation. Not a negotiation. Yeah. Pay me in a timely manner because I'm going to work for you. Right. I'm going to make your place better. Yeah. I, I I have I know I have that backing and I have that confidence. Yeah. Um. It's a pride thing too. Yeah. Know? And I it's just like, like I don't want to stand up there and look like a fool. But show up. Yeah. Really you know, show up on time to your fucking gigs. Yeah. You know. Show up early. For me, is at least exactly. 15 minutes early. Exactly. Is on time, exactly. my man. I'm using yeah. there 30 minutes for the gig. Middle. But that's yeah. It's not about me. Like, you know. There's certain things that you know you play. Music director plays brings a artist's vision to life. 
it's not about what the fuck my I'm expressing. It's what the room needs. Yeah, that's professionalism, like as a DJ. And I think if we bring those things to the room, it'll that'll that'll raise that level of standard. And I think like I've seen you play. You're a fucking great DJ. I've seen you playing videos. Um, <laughs> Rod, Rod posted me. I was like, I need to work on whatever he just did. Dude, <laughs> um, Darren's like, a scratch. Darren is a scratch <laughs> master. I saw dude. him on my birthday last year. My 40th birthday rooftop of Whiskey Road. First time I've ever seen this cat. Hammer. And I'm like, dude. I don't know who you are. I've never seen you before. And I'll probably Do you want a blowjob? Because I'll give you one. <laughs> I would have. Now. Too, man. I, I got like, long hair. You can pull it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, bro, and I just watched it. Is what a lot of motherfuckers in Nashville aspire to They're do. They're afraid to do. He's they like, well, I'm it. getting ready to move down here. And I'm like, well, you're going to put a bunch of motherfuckers on notice. Yeah. Because you're going to elevate everybody's game. He was a Hopsmith on St. Patty's Day. And I, I posted him on my story. And I think I put dirty like 17 times, bro, in the caption. Like, just scratching everything. Like, all the shit that no, nobody wants to do and every, nobody people think they can't do. Yeah. And it's wild to me. Like, I, I love that you brought up the playground analogy because to be blunt, if we were really on a playground, I wish some of y'all would just beat the fuck out of some of these <laughs> shitty ass, clicky ass DJs. Yep. Get a fucking red card if for the day. I don't give a shit. A red card. Throw a, ki- <laughs> throw a fucking uh, kickball at them. Something dude. Like, like something needs to happen, right? Like music needs to come back. I mean, Kaz will tell you the spot we're opening, like, we're probably going to do some crazy shit because we've already talked to the owner about it. We know what we know what's missing. And like, I, I miss that shit. Like, I want to have a Monday night or a Tuesday night EDM night or like Diesel. If you're listening to this shit, you can do pinky ring at any venue that I ever run, wherever the fuck it is. I'll bring speakers in and carry them in with you because what you want to do is exactly what I've wanted to do. And those. Those and you'll really have full night. support from that. You'll have really full support. Part of that. Like, you'll have full support from me, from my venue, from my staff. Everybody will buy into it. And I can guarantee that. There is no doubt about it in my mind. Yeah. But, like, we're going to the East, and there's not really a lot of DJ-friendly places over there anymore. There's Five Spot with Motown Monday. There's uh, Red Door East doesn't do DJs, and there's Rosemary. Yeah, and, and, well, exactly. And like I said, uh, and Crying Wolf is gone. Up down does DJs, but like, there's no like, there's no. Damn, not a there's, vibe. That's not yeah, a, yeah no. like a, like a you normally vibe. have to like search to find the DJs, and and I mean Kenley plays there. I love Kenley to death. She's yeah. I think the resident on Saturday, so like, good for her. I love her. She's terrific. I'm not saying it's any. It's there is nothing about who the DJ is. It's just about the space, right? right? Like that would be like. That would be like if we went into Kung Fu and we moved the DJ booth to like behind the ski ball games, <laughs> like pulled the ski balls out a little bit from the wall and put the booth back there. Yeah. And you like saw them whenever you, you saw their face, whenever you got a hundred on the ski ball, that's it. But like, that's kind of like what Uptown does with the DJ vibe. Like they don't put them, they don't even put them on the roof. Yeah, like nothing. Ambient music. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, it. You and that's, them. that's yeah. weird. Like you're mixing. Right. But yeah, just I, mean, I, I, I went around looking for her the, the one time I went. I was like, where yeah. is the DJ? I'm like, I hear that. Now, them. if you go on emo night, you know where it is because Joko's in his fucking underwear standing on top yeah. of something. Oh, my God. Doing the fucking helicopter with Bangarang underneath of him. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. It's so true. <laughs> Anywhere he goes, I've seen Joko naked more than I think yeah. I've seen myself naked, to be honest. I was at a – I think I was at the Madison Goodwill with the girl, and I found a Joko – it said something like something about I fuck with Joko t shirt and I Dude, had to buy it. You so had I was to, like, what the fuck is this? Why is it? You it's had to, Goodwill. it was like seven bucks. I was like, I fuck with Joko too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this shit's underpriced. I'm exactly. definitely taking like, it. Yeah, this is a keepsake. 
So I think, you know, again, we'll start wrapping this up because we've been here for a while. Um, first of all, thank you again to everybody for coming out. I really appreciate y'all's time. Uh, thank you for speaking your mind. Uh, Daniel, I tried to get you on the last one, so I'm really glad that you got to come out tonight, put some perspective on things. I think I've told you this before. I think you are one of the most underrated DJs in the city. Kaz is just fucking old and everybody knows him. He's a great DJ, though. Uh, I don't need to be good. I'm just old. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you, you do hit the quota. I do. Which is, well, we'll talk about different okay. quotas. <laughs> um, Danny DJ Disarray was here for the last one. We talk probably three or four times a week. Uh, Ray Ray and I discuss things all the time. And Darren, now that he's in town, we've been chopping a lot of shop up and and talking about all kind of shit. So, I think there, you know, there's a lot of like really exciting things to come. I think that Kaz can probably agree with me again that this spot in the East is going to be. Be different fun. it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be unique and like i can guarantee you i'm staying true to the roots like i i you guys all know me well enough to know that i'm not gonna sell out somebody comes in and plays something i don't want them to play i'm gonna tell them turn it off if somebody comes in and comes in late go home like here's your your start time is 10 30 if you're not here by 10 15 i'm gonna ask the 6 30 dj to play it longer and you're not gonna get your gig like <laughs> don't use Shout out to DJs. Don't use traffic as an excuse because you live in Nashville. You already know. You already know there's traffic. Do not text me and say that you're stuck on Broadway or you're stuck downtown coming from another gig. And stop overbooking yourselves. That goes to everybody. Don't book yourself 6.30 to 10.30 and then beg the DJ that's supposed to be done at 10.30 to play for you for another 20 minutes. I nope. get now, now, I get it. Like Sometimes people, like you guys can pay each other. That's respectful, whatever. But like us as venues, we make flyers and we have set times on them. God forbid somebody actually comes to see someone at their start time and they're not there for another 30 minutes. Maybe it's someone causes age. That 30 minutes that they missed them, they might be going home after that. You know what? You were the oldest one in the room, dude. And you're standing up. You're kind of a target right now. <laughs> but like as a DJ too, like that's I'm going to get food. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm I'm ghosting, and I feel bad almost. You can take her a whole pizza if you want. No, no, no. She's highfalutin. There's a veggie. She's highfalutin. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. That's the old term. That's the old black term. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. She she likes. Uh, I think we're gonna go to Hooters. No, dude. Can <laughs> I kill, bro? Dude. Chicken nugget wings. Dude. That's a special moment. For I'll me. take an order of ten, but you're really getting thirty. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, what is it uh, over in Germantown? The um, uh, Mother's, Mother's Ruin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of Mother's Ruin, because if you guys don't know, I fill in there sometimes. I know Daniel just did the Fresh Prince night there. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to Jason, Scotty, Joe, yeah. Scout, uh, all to, the girls, Kate, Karina, all if, them. If like those motherfuckers, listen, they need to hook up some DJs and like, let's just do a night on the, the second floor. Well, like, they, they bring them in like for the special night. So Daniel, no, 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 did. Fucking every, like Friday, Saturday nights, every, yeah, every they day. open it up there. They don't need DJs. Though. They don't. But They're so busy. About, it's not even about needing. It's just, it's just a, such a, it's just a, like, it's such a great vibe, especially like the second floor. Cause it's super chill. You wouldn't have to come in and hit with bangers. You could just hit them with eclectic stuff and that, that, that ironic shit that like people are like, dude, I haven't heard that in 50 years. Or I just, I, I, I love that. That's a bar that's, that's a fuck you bar. Absolutely. You come in, you act like an asshole, turn around, get the fuck out. Absolutely. That's what, and, and, and I, and we go frequent enough that most of the guys recognize us. Yeah. So they I, take care it, of you. It makes me feel like I'm back in old Nashville yeah. where people are like, Hey, what do you need? And like, 
they go out of their way to come over and see what you want versus like like you're like bro my first night i filled in there was this was the big snowstorm that thursday night i got a t- I saw somebody's story get posted one of my liquor reps actually eliza shout out to her because she sponsored all this fucking tequila she got it delivered to my door this afternoon um she posted her story like my favorite bar needs help blah 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 so i walk over there because y'all know i don't drive walk down there during the like after the snowstorm it's cold as fuck i show up i remember scotty giving me a big ass hug and being like you're a fucking angel so it takes me three hours to clear all the glassware off the floor because they're fucking slammed because them and neighbors are the only two places open in town yeah. and they're both getting fucking rocked and i remember we get like to nine o'clock and scotty turns the music off and stands up on top of the bar with a big bottle of champagne in his hand and sprays the fucking room <laughs> and everyone gets quiet and scotty screams like hey here's the deal no cocktails tonight one-on-ones beer shots guess what it's gonna do it's gonna get you just as drunk as fucking cocktails but we're gonna get them to you faster so like an hour goes by and i was i found out neighbors was closing at 11. So I told Scotty, like, bro, we got to call last call at 11 because I don't want round two of what we just had. And he's like, yeah, you're right. We just got fucking rocked. So these this group of girls comes in, and this is the first time I poured a drink at Mother's because I was just barbacking for them. And this, like, group of, like, five chicks walks up. And, I mean, like, pretty white girls. The same shit that always goes in there every fucking night. Yeah. And they try to start ordering cocktails. Can I get two dumb beer fucks and something? That? And I was like just like off the cuff was like one-on-one's beer and shots only welcome to the fucking party you're really late and i thought scotty was gonna cry dude like he just like <laughs> laughed so fucking hard he was like oh you're one of us now like for sure but like that like shout out to them for just being a fuck you bar like i know the one in nashville is doing something completely different than the one in chicago and new york right now like that's the national one's murdering it but they've got great food their kitchen manager pedro like shout out to you dude Terrific food comes out of that kitchen all the time. Absolutely. And the service, the service is great. Like just again, talk about staying true, like to the roots. That is a, that is a, that is a bars bar. Right. If you were in the industry, you love that place until you go on a Friday or Saturday and see a bunch of fucking frat boys in there. But the night I moved to Nashville, that's where I went and had dinner. Yeah. Dude, it's wild. All right, fuckers. Hi, bro. Later, bro. Great to meet you, man. Pleasure. All right. Well, on that note, we are cutting out because we're tired and Kaz is leaving. So why, why should anybody stay here? Right, right. Nobody if else the geriatric leaves, yeah. you know the party's over with. Yeah, for sure. We're all going to go do uh, young people things now while Kaz goes to sleep. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, thank you everybody for coming out tonight. I appreciate you guys. We're going to do another shout out to Kill before we leave. Um, shout out to everybody we talked about tonight whether it be directly or indirectly. And if you listen to this podcast and you get offended because you think we're talking about you, like, fuck it. Yeah, come on and talk. Come on and talk your shit. Or, about Elvis. Yeah. Come, <laughs> come on and come on and talk your shit or, uh, or fucking do better. Like, I don't really know what else to tell you. Also, Adam, I'm sorry that you couldn't make it again tonight because you're a terrible basketball player. Um, but yeah, you were one that I would love to ha- have on this because you're definitely a fuck you DJ, like yeah. big time. Yeah. No, also I don't know who else can go to Tin Roof on a Sunday morning and play Blink One Eighty Two for three hours. Like, <laughs> shout out to him. Yeah. Was that on Easter Sunday? Yeah. Wow. Was, uh, we probably stoned. Though. First you yeah, played. A, first you played. A, first you played Betty White Day, and then you play Blink One Eighty Two Easter. Betty White was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, shout out to everybody that we've talked about. Shout out to you guys for being here and 
and providing the vibes in Nashville. Uh, I will speak for everyone in this town that we all appreciate it, even if they don't know that they appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you guys. Have a good Monday. If you're going out drinking, don't drive. And then we'll see you guys next time. Don't call time. it X. That shit never works out. Yeah, don't call it X. Call Ray Ray. Call me. I'll answer. <laughs> Later.